Hash House and Circle Up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. This is the last part of the interview with firemen hashing across four decades with great memories and great attitude. Let's hear more history with firemen. Yeah, for me personally, the heyday was the 1990s in Cairo. I was the RA of the Cairo hash for the whole time, 15 years. Oh, really? Years. Were you? Did you know a guy called, ever come across a guy called John Rowe? He was a rugged player, but occasionally the rugged, I think the rugged club, some of the rugged club did hash as well there. Yeah, and we occasionally have the on-afters at the rugby club, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so... And he often had uh, two or three months. He's based in England, but he was working with a major contractor. And he was a piling specialist, so he was doing lots of stuff in Cairo at that time. Yeah, your paths would probably have crossed. Because yeah. what was the big club that everyone went to, That the, the riding club? What was yeah. the... Uh, yeah, down at the pyramids, the riding club? Yeah, there was a big, yeah. a very smart... It was the smart club. There was polo and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. That, um, I forgot what it was. Anyway. Yes, that was the Mina house, I think. He probably did too much of that and not enough money. <laughs> <laughs> But he talked about it being a very special town. He said that it really was going an awful lot of a lot of fun there. Then, yeah, yeah. So it was a good time. And were you were you elsewhere in the Middle East? Were you in the in the in the Gulf at all? I spent fifteen years in Egypt. I started in Kuwait about six seven years before that. Before the all war, right. but I hashed in all those all those places were hashing places. A man, Jordan, Damascus. All over Cyprus, they were all an hour and a half flight away to go, and so we had all. So you yeah. ran, a, you ran a Cyprus hash as well, did you? Uh, yeah, and Cyprus had the World Inner Hash in 1996, and I, oh, right. I was a common runner there, so I got to MC it. In that way, I got to meet a few more people because I was, uh, you know, up on stage Fabulous. introducing Fabulous. the acts. It allowed me to, you know, get ice broken to some of the people that. Fabulous. You've really been a tower of, of hashing. Uh, yeah, that's great. Great. I'm honored to be sharing time with you, frankly, because, you know, I love the hash, but I never really, I, I don't think I ever took office. I don't think I ever took office. I think I, I, I was always a sort of a reticent hashman. In my I somehow never got round to, I didn't have that hash madness. I, I can remember, um, <laughs> I didn't have that somehow that, that uh, what was it? It was, I, yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't know. That was one of the one of the runners. That's all. Yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed it so much, and I knew I knew all the guys, but they never, you know, they were such large characters that I just let them get on with it. It was a big ego thing, really. The hash. It was wonderful. wonderful. Yeah, yeah. But this interview is going to be, I mean, it's priceless to me, the stories, the people, the timelines you can talk about, you know, honestly, you're the most relatable, prototypical interview person, because that's what most hashers are. They come to the hash in a time frame, and it stuck with you so that you hashed when you moved to other countries and across four decades. So, yeah, so this is something that a lot of people there's a lot of people that say oh, i've been hashing forever and it's 10 15 
years and it's a long time but when you put it in perspective of someone who hashed across for decades and say yeah they've seen a lot of things and we hope these new people as their kids distract their attentions and their careers that they'll stay with hashing and keep it thriving and keep the culture this is yeah. why it's important this is great and also actually you you've reminded me that the scandies were very good at this they always not always but they used to bring their kids to the hashes there was a big thing about fitness and outdoor activity amongst the scandies isn't there yeah. so the, they, they would come you know, from about 12 onwards 10 12 onwards they would bring them on the hash which is a great thing because that must have been wonderful experience for these guys you know looking back 20 years 30 years later but at the time they were all had their eyes down and they were just running trying to keep <laughs> you know they were serious you know um and then of course the the, the fathers would take them home quite soon after the end of the run because they didn't want them to to be uh, polluted with the uh, the general sort of hash singing and things that went on and and john you know and john used to sit down john used to that's right first thing john used to do when he came off a run was go for a crap <laughs> He'd go for a crap, and then he'd come back, and then he'd sit on a pot or somewhere, and then that's right, then sing his song. That's right, that's right. Yeah, it's coming back slowly, slowly. Anyway, but the youngsters by then had been taken home back to their mums. But it was good to set to um to what's the word to to blood them on mm -hmm. the hat on running, and 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 also to share experiences with a dad who's a yeah. good dad who's away a lot. It was brilliant. Yeah. yeah, one guy I talked to not that long ago in Lithuania, it, that's exactly his experience. He hashed as a kid with his dad in, I think it was in KL. He thought there were no more hashes and 25 years later as an adult, he said, oh my God, there's still a hash and he went to one. And every couple of years, he runs one in Lithuania. The, the hash died there. But the same thing, it's to him, it's precious memories of being with his dad. And, exactly. Uh. Yeah, unique. Yeah. I certainly remember the time when I was in the bar with my father, who had just come over for a two-week holiday. <laughs> and the hash almost killed him. He always used to laugh about that. And I, uh, yes, and, and, and I'm in touch with Tom every, every now and then. Not not recently since COVID, but Tom is in Boston. Uh, he, he occasionally we, we we joke about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether Tom Noring is on your on is Tom Noring on your radar. I don't I don't have him. If you can you know break the ice or introduce him or not nudge him, I'll be very very thrilled to I'll talk to him. I'll do it tonight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Apart from your T-shirt photos, do you have photos of you from any of the old hashing days? Well, I do, and I've been looking for them. I I found a set of the um, the nineteen seventy six hash the other wow. day. Wow! I'll try and dig those out. Amazingly, you know, in those days, you didn't have phones at the ready, so it was quite hard to do. It's only on special events like 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 that seventy six one. I don't honestly think I've got too much. That's about the only one that somehow I've managed to hang on to. I found them the other day. I was it was really was memory lane. Fantastic. Uh, well, I don't know how you have the time. Thank God we got people like you around. <laughs> Fantastic. It's a pleasure to do, and yeah. it's great connecting. We I've, I have managed to get a few people to connect to each other and to con reconnect the hashing. But uh, yeah, we'll be we'll we'll stay in touch. And if when uh, the world gets back to normal, if there's an event that you can get to, you'll be up on stage. It will just. <laughs> We, we want to prove that people that started hashing in the 70s think, can still stand up. Oh, so, 
for five minutes. <laughs> we keep track now of the eldest standing hasher, and uh, a guy called Darwin Dawn was there in Fiji Interhash, and we had him up to meet the president of the country. And they asked him for some comments, and he said, oh, it's a great country. It's been very good. Uh, the box lunch, uh, I kind of threw away the sandwich and ate the box, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, we were very proud. We had three grandfathers running. When I was running, when I last wow. hash, they talked about three running. And there was this very, this, this old guy. He owned a pineapple factory in PJ, and we, he always used to throw that open for our um, concerts and our hash events. Oh. <laughs> there was some quite interesting, I don't need to go into it in too much detail, but <laughs> interesting shows there. Ah, uh, yes. There was a girl, Rosie Lee, Red, uh, Gypsy Rose Lee. She was a, a performer. She used to come and do the strip and things. And he had this business and he was the guy, he had these long white shorts and socks on and he would waddle out in the, in the out tray, uh, trail. You know, just for, uh, just but he would he would he was he would sponsor the hash. You know, he was fun yeah. the hash. He was a great guy, lovely old chap. God knows what he was it, it, for real. You know where uh, he got the from. He could have been in all sorts of business. But the old just the rich Chinese who just like the way things are done in the British world. Yeah. And you talked about shirt, uh, you, and I haven't replied to that. There were a lot of shirts. You used to get a shirt probably every other run. There would be a shirt purchased by the or supplied by the hair or by his company. I had some really good ones. Uh, the ones you lose are always the best, aren't they? Yeah, I had a whole collection, and I came home one day and saw these little squares tacked on the old washing line. Uh, what the hell is this? And then I saw they had little bits of colour, and I realised, my God. And uh, went into the kitchen. There was my wife talking to the armor, Audrey, uh, and saying, what the hell? Shirley, Shirley, what the hell have you been doing? Oh, they said, you've got so many of these shirts. There's no room for them. We, we you know, and we didn't think you wanted them all anyway. And I'd only just started. It must have been. Oh, no. I say only just started. I'd been running, must have been running for 18 months. I don't know what it was. I'd been maybe been putting them, maybe been hiding away them somewhere in a bag, and I'd brought them out and was sorting them out, and they spotted them. Anyway, <laughs> so that was nearly a divorce. That was my ex. <laughs> I mean, you can't believe it. I can still now think about it, uh, you know, all that history that's just been clipped up, and it was just used to clean the kitchen. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was so mad. Then, of course, I kept them. But then I've moved house so many times that I, I'm afraid I have. I've lost. I've, I've lost many. And also the the moths have got to them. And I and I, you know, they've been scattered around. And I thought I had a lot more when I was asked if I could send some. I really thought I had about ten, but it ended up there's only four. Yeah, but I've got some, you know, I've got something from an outfit called Petronelli or something. Pirelli, not Pirelli. 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 Yeah, and and there was also a, another geological company that was um, one of the guys was working with them. Uh, I think that must have been Hong Kong, because there was a lot of that going on. And I've got one or two of those. But I had thought they were hash shirts, but there's no sign. Doesn't say hash. It's just ah. one of them. Just one of their freebies, you know, and so it has no connection. So, yes, I was very uh, disappointed I could only give three. I think it was three. It has said nine images and only three shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I think he thought I was going to send him a lot. But I sent him two the other day. 
I sent in two from from 2005. That was a St. George's Day, the wonderful one with the quotation from Rhodes, you know, saying, the, an Englishman has won the battle of life. Uh, what is it? This is in KL, right? Right. This is the um, St. George's Day for 2005. Hash house, arsehole. So we have a hash shack, arsehole, that's actually... These are the three hairs for that day. So that's what was happening. They were beginning to have too many hairs. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm. So it says on the back. <laughs> and, and, this, <laughs> and this is produced by Chinese guys. Oh, in, my. You know, and you think, oh, what a racist. I mean, now you can't. <laughs> now everyone says he was a slave driver. <laughs> it's funny how things change, don't they? That's only 17 years. Yeah. yeah. yeah they couldn't put that out now. Let's kind of focus on that just a little bit in terms of the hash history. There are people, of course, like the great John Duncan, who took changes in the hash personally, and anyone messing with hash traditions, he kind of took that personally. What about you? What traditions or what things about hashing were essential? And now you see it, there's women's hashes, there's hashes that only walk. What do you think about the hash changing and adapting to almost unrecognizable? I'm, I'm horrified, really. But I realize, you know, I'm an old git now that that, you know, I'm a dinosaur and everything has to change. There's a good reason for it. And there's benefits from it all. We were a male, male only hash, you know, the KL, but we had one woman running the hash. Do you know about that? I don't. Did you not? I don't oh, think so. It's a lovely story. I should really tell you. But her husband, they were Norwegian. He was a, a Norwegian Olympic marathon runner, and she was ultra fit too. And the fact is, he could not run on the hash. He could only run on roads because marathon running had shattered his ankles. He, he'd worn out his rotational bearings, so mm. he could only run on something flat. So he could not run on the hash, which is on bumpy ground. And She was so beautiful that they voted her onto the hash in his place. Oh, my and, gosh. And, and she was always coming in last, and you wonder why. <laughs> It was wonderful. He was a very, he was a very understanding husband because, I mean, she was gorgeous, and there were one or two. I won't mention any names, but there were one or two people who had rumbles in the bushes. I think on the way round the house. <laughs> that's that's why we decided. I decided in the end, yes, it was better to keep the hashes guys only because that was the real character of the hash, and have the mixed hash for the ladies hash because we had ladies hashes everywhere and that was great fun as well but that was something completely different that was kl was that in your first yeah, stint there that was the last year my last year there 75 oh. to 76 both, both she and her husband ran on the ladies hash together but but we was voted that since he couldn't come because we accepted his his excuse and, and everyone voted the committee voted her in as a, the only woman she's the only and i've forgotten the name I, anyway it's just as well i don't know the name <laughs> yeah i tell you what i may just take that little clip and publish it right away just as a <laughs> teaser to your interview because that's not a story that's widely known <laughs> i think john kept it quite quiet. that's yeah. brilliant yeah. that's brilliant yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree this transition is good. It had to happen. But I'm so glad that I had the the old type of hash. I'm just, you know. Yeah. 
it was great. And I, I'm sure if I was another age, if I was 10 years younger, 15, 20 years younger, I would like the, the hashes that I would have gone into at that, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later. Yeah. But to me, that was there. So when I went to other hashes, I hated the East Grinston hash because that was a rugby club hash. And what they would do is they would ambush each other. They thought the greatest fun would to be ambushed. Two guys would ambush and throw you into a cold, bloody stream, you know, in the middle <laughs> of the winter. Or, or you'd be running across a field and suddenly cowpats would start winging their way across, you know. And I just thought, no, no come on, come on. This is this is, but this is a rugby club, you know, and 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 John, uh, what's his name, Tim Waller, tried to instill a little bit of hash discipline, but you know there is, there isn't such a word. It's it's, it's dichotomy. It's, I mean, what's the word? It's a non sequitur anyway. Yeah. Hash and, and discipline. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't work. And, and there were some other hashes which didn't seem to have much joy. That you know the guys felt inhibited, the girls were around a, a lot. But on the other hand, there were some wonderful family hashes and. Wonderful hash runs. I won't talk about one day I had three girls in front of me. I will, will say three girls in front of me, and I couldn't believe it. They Anyway, they've all been girlfriends at various times. And there they were, talking happily, and they shouldn't have been talking anywhere near each other. Um, uh. I came around, we are just running in out of Damsara, and they came around a bend, and there were three girls. One was my wife. One was another hash girl who was, I was having an affair with, and another one who's husband was away whenever he's away he used to brag what who what he was doing when he's away so occasionally um one night his wife jumped into, into my bed so that was a real that was just there they were and i thought they're all talking about me of course they were no no they didn't know anything about me they didn't know they i wasn't i wasn't really a common it was just i was worried for a while and i just walked past them and said evening evening ladies <laughs> you know the old joke the secret to success is to find a woman who's smart, a woman who's kind, and a woman that's funny, and make sure they don't meet each other. Exactly. Yeah. And so, that was what I thought of at that time. I thought, for God's sake, they have it, all this. It's a true story. Believe it. Yeah. It was unreal. Unreal. That was one of my highlights of my life. I shouldn't say that, but it was. I don't know how I managed it. <laughs> and, and, and the chance of it happening. The chance of it happening. Because I didn't play the. I didn't play away much. But there was just, just there was just a, period, a certain period of time, you know, over about eighteen months, I guess, and and then then they they, they just came together. <laughs> I love that we've talked long enough that this story has come up. I can tell you that. That's but, I, but 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 my wife, unfortunately, my wife is now dead. Uh, the other person involved, I don't think hashes anymore, and I'm hardly in touch with her. And the other lady, I don't know what happened to her. Um, they are so they. I don't think they. I don't think they'll be following the hash. I just no. They won't hear about this. And don't tell Keith. <laughs> I'm I think Tom probably knew. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let me try one final wrap question with you. See if we can make sense out of this. It's a question I ask at the end of the podcast, everybody. It doesn't always fit, but you know what a religious advisor is. And in different incarnations of the hash, it's whoever's in charge of the circle or the ceremony. We call them the religious advisor today. And the question is on the hash, is the religious advisor always right? Oh. I would just say one word, never. Ah. I, would, 
I would just say never, because I, I can't believe they can be. But but yes, so I'm looking now at this religious advisor. You see, I don't think we had a religious advisor when I was in KL. KL does not have one to this day. It's just no, the on-tech. No. Yeah. And we didn't have them in 79 in Kowloon either. We did, But we did have one in East Grinstead, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's a new thing, and funny enough, it, we, my brother-in-law was in Cyprus in '74, '75, and he ran the hash, and they had a religious advisor then. Yeah, I've mentioned him. He's the guy yeah. who wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't read the kale, uh, the hash, 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 hash trashes. So yes, they 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 go way back. They go way back. I don't know where they first came up. Was it was it in the Middle East? Was it may have been in other parts of Asia, uh, Australia? It's hard to figure out where it actually yeah. became formal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder because you know we were the most irreligious, and we were pan-religion really. So yeah. it's funny. and basically he's not a religious person at all. He's just he's the he's the sort of steadying philosopher amongst the the hash. Is that him? Is that, what <laughs> that, that that's that's a great description, of course. When I was in Cairo, I did put a monk's gown on and a wig, and 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 we actually at one point we went to a, a monastery where they make wine, the old Orthodox monastery, and the people all looked exactly like me in my wig and my brown monk outfit. So I just kept it on. That is it. It's the joke on the hash throughout the the world today is the religious advisors are in charge of the weather, and they how wonderful, you know. So there's a lot yeah, of this, in charge of the climate. And in charge of the Senate uh, yeah. security outfit as well. Yeah, how amazing, amazing. No, oh, that's one. No, I, it, it's something we miss. I can see it must have been a great tradition and made added to the richness of the hash. The irreverence and the semi-underground nature of the hash that you talk about in the seventies. I think that's a tribal experience we all cherish it share and really that's the part that we fondly all look back on on the best days of hashing. Yeah. Great talking to you. I, I will, I'll send off a message to Keith too, just to say, hey, I, we talked and uh, yeah, connect yeah. you guys. No, I have right. very fond memories of him and and Tom. They were they're the two best Americans on the show, really. There were a lot of them. There was a wonderful guy. Just remembering, there's a guy in Manila. He was a banker. He used to call us, "Come on, you turkeys! Come on, you turkeys!" <laughs> But they, they we're all called turkeys. There's a lot of very, ex- what's the word? Yeah. They are outgoing Americans. They added, I might have been a bit down on them saying they were taking it seriously and running, but they were, they added to the, to the spice. They added to the mix. It was part of the strength. Yes. The Scandies, the Americans. Yeah. And the Asians and the Brits. Yeah. 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 It was a wonderful mix. Yeah, it is that diversity. I think that it's almost impossible to to put on paper and explain to someone how conflict free the hash clubs around the world are of the United Nations of hashing. And and there was a bit of it, unfortunately towards the end. Definitely there was a bit of you know the races were dividing because they were in Malaysia when I went back there two thousand five. You know there was this all uh, religious stuff coming in from the east coast. So the whole everyone all the women wear wore these terrible penguin suits and things. You know because I can remember wait when we went back home at home every night 
you go past these bus queues with the most gorgeous girls in their Saranka buyers, wonderful colours. And now when you go there, you know, with their lacy tops, they'd have a, a, a thing and a lacy out and they were stunning. And, oh, you know, they weren't, they had long dresses, none of that, no knees and stuff. But now you go there and you've, they've just got these, you know, and they look like nuns and you think, what a loss. Again, yeah. that's another reason what, for, for being so thankful that I was there. Yeah. A bit of the old Malaysia. Yeah. All right. On, on. On, on. Thank you for your time. It's been a great pleasure talking to you and meeting you. I'm so glad Fireman had all that time for us and preserving his memories on the On, On podcast. This is the On, On podcast. Hash your voices. Hash your stories. Hash your history. New episodes every week. Till next time. On, On. This is Ra. To close the circle, here's the Hash anthem sung by Mother Hash. Swing low.